0: Hey, Coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. We have a couple of stories today. We're going to kick things off with Ethereum Merge, a little bit on what is proof of work, proof of stake. We then talk about SEA or C, exiting the latter markets. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Last but not least, the trade desk. No, this is a stock. <laughs> So what are they and is it a good time to invest in a programmatic company? But first, we want to bring up the CPI numbers, right? We just came out about 10 minutes ago, so we do want to talk about that. So you're here to hear live. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates
1: with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. How are we, Anthony? Uh, I'm tired. Oh, and, and CPI news just came out. Have, have you seen that? <laughs> like, yeah, really, is that why you're tired uh, why you're... no I, I'll be more tired after I see my portfolio or when the market opens after we end this recording but yeah it's, it's I already got a notification from IBKR right oh your your portfolio is down yeah. X percent
0: oh my word <laughs> uh, oh my word uh, what was it what was it in 8.3% yeah, CPI 8,
1: 83 Um. So, so that's higher than expectations I think the scale kind of scary part was that even the month-on-month um, inflation was zero point one percent. So so prices really? this month are zero point one percent higher than, than the previous one, right? And and that's again higher than expected. People are expecting a drop, and you know core CPI also higher than expected. So on, yeah. on both month-on-month and year-on-year basis, so so it's just kind oh of terrible. <laughs> I think we we, we, we so are how- looking for to seventy-five basis points.
0: Exactly, it's, I was just going to say, so how, right? 75 lah.
1: Yeah. 100 not? 100? I, I don't know. I, I think it's unlikely. Um, Yeah, it's, it, it's it, like, look, we, we, we seem to be getting very used to 75 basis point hikes, but these are big movements, right? <laughs> they, they are not, you know, small movements by, by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, it, it's hard to see how, how we can go to 100 without, you know, triggering a, a full, well, uh, at least a three-quarter meltdown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or oh, will there be Right, that's the other question look at the numbers like gas prices apparently have fallen in august but your inflation is still somewhere up there that's that's insane
1: yeah well, i guess rent rent has gone up right um and, and yes. that's also a big part of it you know food has gone up that, that's also a big part mm-hmm. of it so it's just how it is
0: <sighs> ah man Gonna be in for a rough ride over the next few months.
1: Uh, It's not rough when everything just goes down, you know? It just goes down.
0: (laughs) Oh man, yeah, it is, it is. All right, all right. Um I think that's 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 some good news. Good good starting point. What is it, ten minutes ago they
1: released it? Yeah. Uh, Before we started this. We can go on TV next. Live news.
0: (laughs) Completely live, completely live. All right, Coconuts, we do have some stories for you. It's not just about the CPI numbers today. (laughs) Uh, We want to talk a little bit about the Ether merge, the Ethereum merge. Hopefully, we get this right. Um, Anthony, of course, knows more crypto than me, but I'll I'll try and take this one. Then we will move into SEA. Again. Um, Again. Again. Further exit uh, in the Latin market, so we want to understand that a bit more. And last but not least, the, the Trade Desk you know, a programmatic company. Let's learn a little bit about them from, from ending.
1: All right. Exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know why we do this anymore, right? It's just going to go down. Whatever I know. We Whatever we gonna say, it's going to go down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all going down, I think. Sometimes we wonder, what are we going to talk about? And then we realize, you know, whatever we talk about is going down, so we can talk about anything.
1: No, no, really. no. Look, look, it, it, it's long-term, right? And At the end of the day, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my friend the other day, at the end of the day, if, if we want to make money at the other side of it, it's mm. best to buy now than to buy when it's going up, mm. right? You, you want to buy on the way down and, and let it recover, right? You don't want to just buy it when it's at the top. So I think now's the best time to do research, actually.
0: Fair enough. Yeah agreed um or when the cpi or when the fed raises their rates we might see in a bit of a drip dip that might be another good time so <laughs> keep going and uh, in a couple of years we'll be all right
1: yep exactly
0: awesome folks all right let's start off with this ether merge i understand it's going to be happening tomorrow actually real real soon yes this this ether merge right um i think one of the big things i wanted to to point out to you know for those listeners um is the the fact that we're moving from a proof of blockchain to proof of stake blockchain, from what I understand, um, and Anthony, please correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that, you know, currently Ether and Bitcoin take a lot of energy when, when trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, make and mine these sort of coins moving to this different blockchain would actually be less energy intensive, which would effectively mean that, you know, higher, uh, it would not have as high traffic. It, transaction fees would be a lot lower, and at the same time, it will become more feasible for more people to use it. So the adoption might actually increase in terms of crypto.
1: Yeah, I okay. I, I mean, it, it is right. You know, I think that the basic is that it, it you know the the merge kind of shifts the 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 proof of work blockchain to to proof of stake. Um, although people want to airdrop you proof of work, you know, um. Tokens anyway because the miners are unhappy, right? The miners essentially lo- lose all their revenue um, as they move to proof <laughs> of stake. So, yes. so, so they they are going to have their own Eve Pow, <laughs> which is Ethereum proof of work, and and that will still be a functioning blockchain, right? But but yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. I think one one of the big changes will be that as they move to proof of stake, it's, it's less energy intensive, which is great. Mm. Um, I think what's relatively interesting is that the merge has actually been planned for. Four or five years now. It's it's not anything recent, right? And and it was meant to be done. Mm-hmm. I think two years back, and it's just been delayed and and all of that. Which, so, but yeah, finally, had, you know, this is one of this is probably the biggest step in the merge. There have been a, a few like tests um before. There have been a few side chains before where they have been testing that the transition to proof of stake. You know, and and all of them have gone quite well actually. So so this mm-hmm. will probably be be the big one, and and hopefully it all goes well. No, oh, I mean I, I'm not really excited. I don't think there's that much change in you know terms of fees, um the the burn mechanism. I think a year back with EIP one five five nine took care of that. You mm-hmm. uh, so and and of course in crypto winter nobody uses the blockchain right so so it's going yeah. to be um super cheap anyway, and and with the L twos uh, like Arbitrum and Optimism and methods coming up you know. Like there's a lot less transactions that you need to do on on the actual Ethereum blockchain. So so yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice change I think. But and and it's going to be nice because you get to stake Eve right, um, and then earn some return there as an investor rather than yeah. um leaving it to the miners. So so that's that's a good thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, awesome. I think it's really interesting just to see. Um, the old the of course the the biggest question we have here is this: much to do about nothing, right? And I think time, you know, a couple of weeks will tell. Hey, okay. Is it, is it actually yeah. happening, couple of couple of months we'll tell. Okay, wait, is there a new shift that's going to happen, right, in the in the crypto world? Um, so good, yeah, good for Yeah, I, I mean, to take lots
1: of there's lots of proof of stake blockchains already out, right? You know, Solana's one. Mm. Uh, like, it's. I think that the big thing is you know. Well, if we are talking about smart contract platforms, Ethereum is probably the biggest one, right, with the network effects and all that. Yes. And I guess shifting to proof of stake is, is really a validation of that security model more than anything mm. else. So, so yeah, it, it it is exciting that there's implications for it, and and then a lot of people have been come up coming up with very interesting ways to, to trade it, um as as they bet on the merge. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah, let's let's see how that how that plays out. Okay. S E A. Um yes. well, we talked a little bit about C. Well, quite a lot <sighs> about C in the last few quarters. We keep talking about C,
1: right? We, we talked about <laughs> their exit, we talked about earnings. And and then I guess now now mm. it, it's another exit, right? So so they I think they exited France last time. Not yes. when you spoke about it, they exited France, they exited. India and, and now they are exiting most of Latin America. India. Um, they they are keeping they are they are yes. closing their operations in Argentina, Chile, Colombia, Mexico. So effectively, they're left with Brazil, right? Um, which is a big market. It's the biggest economy in end. But I don't know, right? This yeah. feels a, a bridge too far for me. But before that, I guess. So what? What do you think?
0: Well, I think it's it's kind of to some extent in line with what they wanted to do, right? And if you look at it, when we when we talked about when they exited France, when they exited India, you mentioned, um, and I think we mentioned in, in the podcast, they wanted to focus on what was strong and build that and and get stronger and then grow deeper roots. Um, I think if you follow that narrative, this kind of fits it. Um, I think the only question I have, and, and a big one here, is the fact that if you're pulling out of all these different markets, where else are you going to go? Right. Yep. How deep can you actually embed in, in your current Asian roots and so on?
1: Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of the, the, the concern, right? You know, if, if you're going to be a growth mm. company and, and you want to be growing in e-com, you know, you, this is effectively cuts the time. Where else are they left, right? They have, they have Southeast Asia, they have Taiwan, yeah. and, and they have Brazil, you know, and, and Brazil is, is the obvious one out there. Um And, you know, if they're going to exit for a few years because macro is bad and, and it looks like it'll be bad for a few years, then all the competitors take root, right? And and how, and if that's the case, are you going to re-enter again? Are you going to burn cash again when, when the economic outlook, you know, economic outlook improves? That's a difficult question, right? Because then you are back to cash burning. and. And we don't even know if they'll be that profitable in, in Southeast Asia and and Taiwan generally to to subsidize exactly. and, and try to start that flight wheel again. So, so yeah, it's it's rough, man. I think this is probably the one time where I, I've looked at it and I've gone, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, you you have to think about them as as an Asia play now and. And it's still good, right? It's still a big market. Mm. Um, they are still doing very well in that market, but then that means that your prospects for growth are have to be cut, right? You are really looking for growth in adjacent areas like fintech and maybe logistics. If they do that, but it haven't, so you know, and and hoping that their no. gaming division recovers for for them to restart that flywheel.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's the part, right? And but I mean, let M itself. May tell us. Tell us a bit more in terms of you know that that market there, the logistics there. There has to be a very good reason why they're still in Brazil though, as opposed to Argentina.
1: Yeah, I think um they they have been in uh, they are still in Brazil because it's really the largest economy, right? If if they are and and they've been doing decently well mm. there. Um, if they're out of that, then there's really they're really an Asian company, and, and that's all there is to it. Um, but that being said, I think M um, itself is is a very competitive market. Um, Shopee is no, it's mm. not the top um, by any means. I think it's probably third. Um, the the, the leader is, is this company called Mercado Libre, which has been around for I think 15, 20 years. Uh, and, and then Amazon is, is mm. there, and and then it's Shopee, right? Shopee is gaining market share, but you know and growing fast, but still kind of far behind the, the top two but yeah so so I mean I read this news I was like hmm this sounds good let me go buy Mercado Libre and, and I actually bought some shares <laughs> like oh, did you? 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah because I we I mean, look at it right it's like, <laughs> oh yeah valuation should be expensive you, you don't know how the market will turn out and then they'll go oh wait one of their biggest competitors kind of just pulled out of the market right and and from from what we have yeah. just been saying you know it's probably they' are probably not going to go back in anytime soon so that if you're the market leader, your competitors leave, it's really just a chance for you, as long as you are in a strong financial position, That's pretty much a chance for you to consolidate your whole on the market, right? And then so it's like, oh, that sounds yeah. great. And then I, without thinking too much, as if we were still in the bull market of 2021, I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the other question is, you know, um, is, is it a culture thing? I guess that's that's a question I have. Like, Maybe they can only like be in certain areas because of the culture, because of the way people buy stuff, that whole entire buyer's journey and, and, and all of that. Do you think that's got to do with it and um, they aren't able to localize as well?
1: Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far far right because shopee has localized mm. quite well in places like vietnam and you know indonesia which are like, in slightly different markets with, with different modalities right um even if they are, they are within southeast okay. asia and and i think the the, the shopee or the, the sea flywheel was simple you know you, you would go you would start up an, an online e- e-commerce marketplace you would you know start trying to attract people in with like free fire and and linking their gaming arm to to the buying arm you know to to hopefully drive more people through and and get discounts and and all of that and that mm. works you know that i think that's a model that generally works right you, you to to run that flywheel i think the the difference is that maybe in that um, they just couldn't get the the flywheel spinning quickly enough. Whether that's true that the gaming um you know doing properly, because there's a lot of other games to play or or you know or whether it's just well there, there's so much other options right. Uh, I think in in Singapore at yes. least La, Lazada was kind of dying and and they took that chance to take over, but and and I think in in the other markets they they pretty much could burn cash to to win market share but. No, if you're not going to be able to do that, your your flywheel isn't spinning. Then, then I'm mm. sorry, right? That's, that's just going to be difficult.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, good points there. Now, going back to Macarthur, de Libre that you um, clearly yes. so bought very rashly, and you know, I mean, sorry, thoughtfully, yeah, uh, like like, and, uh... like super <laughs> rational decision,
1: right?
0: Um, yeah. What, I mean um, for I lo- for a, for a coconuts out there, right? Um, I think you made a good point that you know, if some if a big player is moving away. Other people, we need to grab that market share, and and Mercado Libre could be one of it, and hence buying into it. But what are some, you know, risks you can take with with, or you are will be taking with MercadoLibre Libre if you invest in them?
1: Um, I think the, uh, the, the risks are. It's really you are you are investing in Latam, right, and and you are really buying into mm. the Latam consumer market. You know wh- whether they they have the ability to to purchase, you know, and and Let-M is well, famously um, even more than even more than Southeast Asia they have strong inflation right you have like 70 80 inflation in argentina you know uh, you have weakening currencies how how do you actually deal with all these things you know and and whether an e-commerce player can survive in in these sort of markets i think that's that's the the big question And, and whether they can I, th- I think they have been. They, they seem to have been executing really, really well. But, you know, um, over the past 15 years, actually. So, so they are not a five-year-old startup, right? They, they have, you know, um, they, they have been around for a bit. They, they have shown an ability to to navigate these kind of situations. But, you know, they, they are a tough situations. So so I think that's, that's the big risk I see. That it's just let them as a whole not, not performing well. And, and then that means that, well, e-commerce will not perform well.
0: But I mean they've been in it. They they are they've been in it for 15 years, so that could be good things there.
1: Yeah, and I mean they, they are they are an Uruguayan or, or Argentinian company actually. So so they started there, right? right. Um they are they are the the end version of Shopee, except that they started earlier. And, and surprisingly, they they seem to be further along their journey. So like FinTech, mm-hmm. they their fintech arm called Mercado Pago, which is which deals with payments and all that. It's actually faster growing and and has more payment value than all of the the shopee and grab and all that fintech added together oh, right? wow. so, so it's huge and, and it's profitable wow. and it's still growing what hundred percent a year wow uh, okay. so it's it's good you know it's it's not uh it's not really a small company anymore it's what 40 50 billion market cap mm. so so yeah I think I think this is a bet for it to be the, the winner you know in in that geography and that and maybe hopefully they can be the Baba of that and you'll get a like 300 billion market cap, right? In which case you yeah, have four or five or six times your money from exactly. this
0: price. Exactly. Wow. Um, you know what? This sounds like Anthony. Sounds like we should do a stock geek up.
1: <laughs> we should, we should. I, 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 I'm clear like with my you know, 15 minutes of reading, I, I have missed something. So, so if anybody has a bear case, um, more than macro and more than EM risk, you know, please let me know. <laughs> Yeah, Before absolutely. I throw more money into this business.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, Coconuts, if you want us to do, you know, this this area here, we, we started talking about Shopee. We sort of ended off talking about Mercado Libre. Um, if you do want us to, to do a stocky card, just let us know, sign to our DMs. We're more than happy to do that. Analyze this, give you the risks, give you the upside potential. Um, again, just want to, right, we, we do what we do to help you, but it's not financial advice, right? Just wanted to say that. Yes. Um, but I, I do think, you know, it's just probably worth looking at given that they are they are effectively localized. Latam is a big market. So if you can yep. crack it, it's quite a good, you know, quite a good market to go into because your TAM is massive.
1: Exactly right.
0: Awesome. awesome. TAM, Thanks. We,
1: we are back in 2020. Exactly. <laughs> by by base on TAM.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Last topic. Last topic for today, Anthony. The trade yes. desk. Alright,
1: All right. again another company. I- I'm just pitching my book here, right? Every, oh, right. every <laughs> other week, it's like, oh yeah, stocks, <laughs> stocks, th- stocks that I bought, why I buy them? <laughs> right? Hey, um, but um,
0: we-, we talked about traders before, didn't we? Quite is- a while back. It- it- do you think so?
1: I-, I remember looking at them before. Uh, Not I- entirely strong. Just just great minds thinking alike. Um, hey, hey. Let-, let-, let me... <laughs> oh, of fools don't differ, right? <laughs> let-, let me find it. So I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't, I don't think we have actually talked about it. No, I think it was before oh. the note takings, Anthony.
0: Uh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it could, then, have, then, could then, have been could have been with Reggie, me and me and Reggie. Yeah, right? I,
1: I think it's you and Reggie, right? Could, um, be, could be. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Uh, but tell us, tell us what is trade desk, right? Maybe you could explain. a little bit on on how they make money.
1: Yeah. So so maybe a bit of background before we get to the news. So so trade desk is essentially um, a buyer a demand side platform for programmatic ads right so you know mm-hmm. you, you you think back to to how people place advertisements on like tv or radio even now mm-hmm. you know you you go to the broadcaster, i go to media corp or you go to yeah i go to media corp i think and and you tell them look i want to buy ads they, they'll show you they'll say okay fine you can buy at these time slots it'll cost this amount of money and at these time slots they, i roughly reach just the number of people mm-hmm. right and, mm. you know, at the end of the day, they they sell you the time slot for like two months or three months, right? So, you know, you don't know, you don't have as that detailed or granular information around who actually listens and, and the audience you're reaching. And, you know, and this is point in time, right? So you don't know what, who will be listening to or three months later, you know? And, and I think that that is the, the old model. Um, In the new model with, with Trade Desk, what they can do is they... You know, collect information. They, they reach out to supply side platforms, and mm. they are able to tell you when ad slots are available on on these supply side platforms, and you okay. can bid for bid for that. Right. So so it's so it's kind of live, in a sense, and like it is real time. not live. It's real time, and you have a lot more granular information about the reach you're having. So it's like if I open my ad and I play some random game on my phone and. they they decide it's time to show me an ad you know that there will be somebody pinging up and then somebody will bid to to show me an ad and it's like you know instantaneous pretty much on on the back end and and so so you can you can you can think about how good this is for you know people who want to place ads right um you know you you obviously get greater roi you know exactly who you are targeting and and who you want to target and and Mm. you and you don't pay i mean you pay probably more per ad you place because it's so targeted but you pay less overall and you increase your marketing efficiency that way
0: got it wow this reminds me of a little thing we call the stock market <laughs> yes with all the bidding so and, and so on and so
1: forth yep perfect but awesome yeah, it's, it's, it's so yeah, that, that's what they call programmatic ads and you know the the, 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 the kind of the new way that uh, a lot of media would, would probably want to, to place and sell ads
0: gotcha gotcha so okay tell us tell us about traders how's it been doing
1: yeah, uh, it, it was great. I mean, their their earnings came out about a month plus ago, and it was fantastic. Big expectations. I think they shot up thirty, forty percent overnight. Um, after wow. that, um, in which case I sold some of it just to take profits, right? Because now I'm yeah. scared. Um, we are not <laughs> Um, but and, and it's it's come down a bit since with like macro and all that. So so i i started buying again, but you know, um, I think what, what was interesting was that they they held their investor conference earlier late last week. Right? and and you know, the the CEO Jeff Green is just a really interesting guy and and he's like you know king of ads, right? so so he came and and he said you know nasty things about Apple and and them being kind of hypocritical, um, which was which I find funny because <laughs> I'm not a super big apple fan. <laughs> um, and but you know I, I think key from from the investment side is you know we, we have been talking a bit about like streaming, right. Mm. And Roku and Netflix and, and how they are moving to, you know, ads. And, and we have also been saying that, oh, yeah, you know, with the macro environment, ads haven't been doing super well with like Snap and all that. So so obviously, this is uh, an industry where, where we have talked a bit about and I thought, you know, it, it would be useful to, to see what they think, you know, is coming up for ads. And on that note, the mm. CEO was saying, look, Netflix going to ads, you know, Disney may be going to ads. This is super bullish for us. Right, um, because it, it's a whole new market that they did not, that hasn't been available, right? Because Netflix has famously said no ads. Um, even I think four years ago, the trade CEO said, "No, Netflix, you need ads. Like your business model now is unsustainable." So, so I guess he's a mm. bit of an oracle. Um, but yeah, you know that's <laughs> that's great. And he's like, "This is a good business opportunity." Um, Netflix has appointed this. Platform called Zender, um, which is part of Microsoft, and right. it's actually but which that runs like Bing and all, ads for Bing and all that. But they're like, look, you know, that's a supply side platform, right? That that is yeah. who Netflix will engage to to kind of manage their inventory of of what to sell, and and we will partner with them as a demand side platform to be able to you know get the details and and make for them. So so this is a, mm. there is still a use case for us. You know, we are not the official partner of netflix but that's okay because we partner with all these supply set platforms anyway
0: got it which these big companies use anyways
1: yep exactly
0: got it and yeah i guess that was the question i had right ads weren't doing too well but they, i guess they are their chat in the in the last earnings call was the fact that actually more and more companies will be moving towards ads um and when they do adopt it as part of their sustainable revenue you know cycle they will need to come to us by yes. in, indirectly or directly Oh, no, okay. I, I
1: think oh, there, oh. there's two ways of, of doing it. One is that you know you can cut out trade desk and, and the way you do it is by having a, a closed and ad ecosystem. So so for example, Google, right? Mm-hmm. Um you can both sell and buy as through Google. You don't it's a wall garden, you they are not going to be able to access it as anybody else. You you just place at through Google. I mm-hmm. think the same for Meta and and the same for um what's the last one? Apple right okay. uh, but all everywhere else it's open you know and and trade desk knows that they their survival is really predicated on an open internet and, and that's why they, they have been going around calling for an open internet and, and they've been going like google don't delete cookies is stupid you, you, you'll never do it right <laughs> and and true the to form they delayed the deletion of cookies and they have been going well we, we have this thing called um, unified id2 so so it's it's an open source standard that they created, right? And and they have been pushing for industry adoption ju- just to make sure that everybody keeps their walls open, right? Because that is mm. where they will be able to leverage off, you know, their, their technology and, and their ability to, you know, place proper ads and, and get the demand side correct. Got it,
0: got it. So the risk is, of course, putting the wall up but yep. we don't expect that to happen, at least for the for the
1: like there will, so, there will always be an open internet, right? We we can't yes. just rely on Google too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. We already have,
1: but yeah, I get what you're about. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, cool. So more room to grow and definitely the demand side, uh, side of things. Yep. I, I remember doing something in programmatic before. I think it's pretty interesting the way that yeah, they it modeled is. it after the, the the stock market. Yeah
1: yeah it, it, it's it's gonna be fun i think um and yeah their, their growth is still insane it's still like 40 50 percent you know so so slightly expensive stock but sometimes you you pay for you pay for the good ceo and, and you pay for the the good the good growth right so yeah. so i think that that's sometimes about it
0: awesome um coconuts again if you want us to do a, a geek out on this tell you the risks tell you the, the stock price. So a, bit, a bit more numbers, let us know. More than happy to run any of these for you, as we did yes. with Singapore Airlines. We've actually got good talking right. on that. So that's that's pretty cool. cool. <laughs> for those of you who haven't listened in, please go through. I think it came out last Friday. Um, yep. love, love to hear your thoughts as well.
1: Oh, the markets are not going down okay it hasn't really opened yet so so maybe it will not yet not yet still, Futures still a couple okay actually oh no wait sorry futures <laughs> are terrible they are down they are down <laughs> i'm sorry
0: yes yes oh speaking of which actually um remember how a couple of weeks ago we talked about signify and amazon
1: yeah they, they, they were i think amazon yeah <laughs>
0: exactly um wow cool so what is amazon going to do now
1: nothing buy the next guy yeah buy the next guy yeah buy the next guy try to try to develop it in hours but yeah I think nothing pretty much awesome cool well thanks
0: Anthony for for another good episode we'll catch you soon
1: alright see you
0: bye coconuts bye thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me Rakesh and trust that you learned something today if you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter join our community telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.